Welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. This is my interview with Chris Felton, and today we're talking about money. The Money Mindset with Chris Felton. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Chris, welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. Great to have you here today. Lee, great being here. Excited to uh, talk about all sorts of things to uh, create success for people. So thanks for having me. Yeah, that's no, awesome, mate. Awesome. You've got a bit of a story and, and certainly a topic that I, I know a lot of people will be interested in. It's a topic that um, does matter and it's about money. And you've written a book with your partner as well called Couples Money, which is um, it's a really interesting topic. And I actually heard a podcast the other day. Um, they were talking about couples money and how important it is to have these open discussions at home. Um, because I think like you said, you know, a lot of a lot of divorces, um, well, the, the source of a lot of divorces are due to money issues. But before we get into all of that, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, your story, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, as, as it relates to, you know, what we're going to get to, I, uh, you know, I, I grew up uh, 60 miles north of Denver, Colorado, great parents who, um, guess what, they never learned how money worked. And uh, so where do we get most of our money beliefs and money habits from our parents? Yeah. And uh, and so mm. I, I, uh, I borrowed their beliefs and, uh, you know, went to uh, uh, Colorado State University, um, got an accounting degree and then uh, moved to Denver in uh, 1993 and kind of did the corporate America route, um, yeah. flying around, uh, d- dealing with uh, just different mining companies, et cetera. And then got introduced to the entrepreneurial world of financial services, investment advisory, money management, left corporate, uh, corporate America behind 2000. And then, um, went, uh, you know, had some success, but, uh, went through a pretty expensive, uh, draining divorce. My kids were small. They moved to the other side of the country to Atlanta, uh-huh. Georgia. Yeah. I met, I met my second and last wife, uh, Marlo through our business <laughs> And, um, you know, she thought being a CPA, being a financial advisor, I had it all going on financially. So she made a lot of assumptions as, you know, you'll find that people marry first and they ask about the money after the fact. Yeah. And, uh, um, so I looked real smartly, but what she didn't know was I had to basically finance my divorce with credit cards and paying half, uh, giving 50% of my business to my ex and, had rang up uh, t- well over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of unsecured debt, pretty smart, and mm. uh, signed uh, some pretty bad office leases. Um, we're entering the Great Recession. We're leaking three to four thousand dollars a month, and uh, she didn't know it. I kept it pretty hidden from her, and uh, finally, you know, I got some, you know intuition on my morning routine if we get to that today but yeah for sure. actually spend, spending time to think um it was intuition was like let her manage the money and i moved on that i didn't understand it but i moved on it i handed the reins of the finances over to her best financial decision i've ever made in my life but she sorted through the messiness and could not believed could not believe what I created hmm. and how bad it was. And we just, we tried to figure it out. I wasn't super interested. Um, I just thought things would change even though I insisted on remaining the same, which is what most people do. Yeah. And then, uh, the, the night that kind of changed everything was, um, I had to go to her, Lee, if you can imagine this, 
I was out of money and I had to pay my ex-wife uh, $5,200 at the beginning of the month and I didn't have any more money. <laughs> and so if you can imagine the conversation when you go to your current wife and ask her for money to pay your ex-wife, you, you can imagine where that went. Bit awkward. And uh, anyway, uh, a lot of expletives, a lot of things being thrown, including her purse. And uh, it was really the night that changed everything because I finally woke up and realized that, you know, wherever I've had a money problem in my life, um, I've always been there. Hmm. And so, <laughs> and wherever I've had a problem of any kind in my life, I've always been there. And so, and, that's a, that's uh, a know, really stoic sort of uh, <laughs> comment, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it took, you know, it was so. She realized she and you're you're doing problem. you're doing financial services. Yeah, is that in your company that you set up? You you got your, you founded the company. Yeah, I, f- I founded my own my own agency. Yeah, we've yeah. been in business for 22 years. Yeah, yeah. and uh, things are rocking now, but they weren't then. And so she, you know, I basically asked her, "Well, if I'm such a jackass, why are we still married?" So that kind of stopped the fight. She went upstairs to figure that out, and I sat down and I'm like, "I'm done with this." I'm done with being broke. I have to figure out what is the thinking that's creating debt, creating lack. What is it? Hmm. What it, it, it's me. It's a belief system. It's an unconscious belief system. And so her and I got together the next day and she's like, well, I decided I don't want to divorce you. And I decided we're not going to declare bankruptcy um, we're going to get this figured out. So her part was she spent two and a half years flying around the country, finding, you know, world-class wealthy people that not only had financial wealth, they had wealth in their relationships, health, great kids, great spiritual lives, great everything. And basically interviewed them and like, okay, how do you think? What do you do? And then my role was to really figure out what were my belief systems, my habits, um, and really study this this thing called you know wealth consciousness, thinking around money, thinking around well because I, I knew how to. A lot of people know how to, but as we were talking before, you know, 96% of Americans retire broke. Yeah. Um, there's not a lack of information out there. There's not a lack of how tos, but the gap between what I know to do and what I actually do that that gap is my belief systems, my mentality. And so I uh, yeah, right. hmm. just became a uh, obsessed man um, around around that and, and basically did, you know, I got to be short with this, but did a tremendous amount of work, shifted, and we went from, you know, broke to free financially in you know, a pretty short period of time, um, you know, a number of years, but it, it wasn't overnight, but it was a, a miraculous uh, financial transformation. So... Yeah, well, you make a really good point. You know, there's there's often the the tools out there, the resources that are available for whatever problem we might have. There's usually information out there that's available to us to help, you know, find the solution. Um, but the difference between you know that and and doing the solution is is that piece of action, um, and and action ultimately comes down to your belief systems and your mindset and things like that. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, and I think it's, you know, 
I, I tell people you need to take you need to take inventory hmm. of what you are actually thinking. And you know, I was I was introduced to a very valuable formula, and it was, you know, me plus my thinking equals my results. Hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, if you don't like your results, there's you and your thinking. And so, if you like your results, then great right? You got some unconscious, what I call unconscious competence around what you do. Everyone's got certain things in their life that they're really good at. Well, why? Because their thinking's really lined up well with that. So I, you know, I, I hired a coach for you know a number of years and he said, you know, you no longer have a money problem. You have a money project. And, uh, you know, you just, you look at projects different than you do problems. Um, if you try to solve a problem at the level of thinking in which it was created, you'll never solve it. So he basically had me get a journal. I have tons of journals on different things, but you know, I just, the first thing I did was wrote the word money at the top of the journal and the instructions were write down everything you make up about that word. And everything was hard, difficult, you know, challenging, you know, broke, stress. Hmm. Um, I mean, it was just all, you know, and Lee, there was my answer, right? Yeah. Because it didn't matter. My wife was in front of me going, Hey, we got a budget. Yeah. <laughs> am I going to, am I going to follow the budget? No, I'm not going to follow the budget because, you know, money's not a positive thing in my life the way I view it. And so, the good part, and I recommend anyone that's listening that that you do that. Like, write the word money down. I, I you know, yeah, it's I, a I great, a lot great of, idea. Yeah, I talked to a lot of sales organizations. People are always like, "Hey, you know what? What what are the things I need to say to be better at sales?" I'm like, "Well, you, you probably need to understand what your relationship around the word sales is to start." Hmm. And for me, sales equals serving. So because of that mentality, um, you know, I do decently there, right? But if sales equals pushy, um, convincing, manipulative, I mean, if it, if it's, you know, used car, I mean, if you have that view of that word and that function, you're not going to be really successful. And so I had to basically, you know, rewrite my story, rewrite my view of the term money to a belief system that was going to be more supportive of me being wealthy <laughs> yeah and anyway so what did you do once you wrote down the money and you start to realize geez look look at my view on money what was the process from there to change that mindset well i mean it's it's um you know you, you know routine routines and rituals and one of my you know go-tos for you know however many years i've been doing it is just having a very um consistent you know, morning routine. Yeah. And, you know, I call it going to the mental gym, right? Um, I, I I like to, I like to stay fit. You know, you go to the gym to stay fit. Um, you know, you brush your teeth every day, hopefully you shower every day. Um, but you know, my belief is you got to go to the mental gym every single day. And so once it was really clear to me that I had to, you know, make some underlying shifts and beliefs, belief changes. Um, you know, my coach was like, well, 
you've been thinking a certain way for several decades, give yourself a break. You're, you're not going to spin out of that belief system in 21 days. No, right? no, that's right. It's not going to happen. It might take a couple years. Uh, who knows, Chris, but it's going to be worth it. So you got to have, you know, if it's 30 minutes or an hour, hour and a half in the morning of, you know, for me, it was reading the right stuff on, you know, how do wealthy people really think? Right. And, and then, you know, beginning to align myself with that, beginning to affirm that, um, and just, you know, 30 minutes a day and thinking about your top goal. And there's a lot to this, but, but the, the gist is, is, you know, if you do 30 minutes a day of just, you know, thinking about what you want to have financially and where are the steps and, yeah. you know, maybe taking one limited limiting belief and okay, I'm going to shift that one for the next, you know, couple months. And you add up 30 minutes a day, over a year, it's, it's, it's like working on yourself for four and a half working weeks and it's super powerful. And you compound that over five, 10, 15, 20 years, Lee, it's, you know, it's astronomical. Mm. And so that is an absolute, you know, must. And so, so that's, you know, so journaling, you know, having a routine, um, I'm a big fan of imaging and visualization and, you know, there's, there's different technologies of meditation. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff you can do. You can almost get overwhelmed with all of it, but, but having that, um, and then, you know, the other thing was just, you know, being aware of thoughts that pop up that, that don't serve me and, you know, anything around making money's hard, saving money's hard. Hmm. Um, I would catch it immediately and just say, well, you know, what if it was, what if it was easy? What if it was simple? And people are like, does that work? I'm like, well, yeah, (laughs) if you do it a bunch and then at a subconscious level, you start believing not that you don't have to work. It's not magical, magical thinking, sit around and, you know, pot of gold drops in your lap. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about, you know, you got to take action, you got to take the steps. But if you start shifting these limiting beliefs, what happens is, you know, I, the analogy I give is, um, back in the day, I used to run marathons and I can't imagine running a marathon and, you know, training for six months and you, you get to the start line and somebody comes and attaches a 30 pound bowling ball to your ankle and yeah. says, go, hmm. well, that's what these limiting beliefs are like. Right. So, um, once you start releasing them and you start, you know, believing that things are possible and you can actually be in flow, yeah. um, and make things happen, then, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty spectacular what can happen for you. But, uh, anyway, that's some of the stuff that I did. Pretty powerful. Yeah. So you what is, what time do you wake up? Like when does your morning routine start? Well, I'm a little weird. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a four thirty to 5am guy. Yeah. Um, Everyone probably just dropped off the podcast right, right there. But uh, you know, whatever, that's whatever. a good time to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm reading. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just briefly into, it, but uh, what is it, Robin Sharma, um, the Five AM Club. Yeah. So um, I, I haven't 
read it, but I, I think he's basically talking about what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, and, 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 and you get, you get your, you know, cause I'll wake up Lee, and I'll have a negative mindset when I wake up. Right. Hmm. Um, and you know, it happens probably more than half the time. But when I get through that process, you know, I've shifted. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's super powerful. So I, I think the earlier, the better, but you know, so when you get up, own. you get up at four thirty. what's your first thing that you, you focus on? What's the breakdown of your morning routine and how long does it go for? Uh, cold showers. First thing, cold shower, even in winter, cold shower, Colorado, yeah. 10 below. Poof. Do, do, do you, do, do you know the bait? Do you know why cold showers? Has anyone talked about that? Yeah, we, we talk about it, but you go explain it to us. Well, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it, I, I got it from Tony Robbins where, you know, he, yeah. he, he jumps into his plunge pool. Right. Yeah. And it's the, the, the number, I mean, there's, there's definite, definite health benefits to it, but what happens is our, our ego, the number one job of our ego is to keep us comfortable and keep us right where we are. Yeah. So I have it. And what happens is when you want to go for something, your ego starts negotiating with you of should you, is it worth it? Hmm. And, and, it, and it starts talking you out of what it is that you know you need to do. Yeah. And if you, if you pay too much attention to it, you actually think it's a lot bigger than it is. So the, the quicker I can shut down that negotiation of my ego talking me out of what I do, the quicker I train myself to do that, yeah. the better. So right away, it's 10 degrees out in Colorado but it's, you know, 70 degrees in my house. The water's nice and cold. Hmm. I face my first negotiation of the morning. Yeah. Yep. Do I have to do this? Yeah. And once I jump in, I've, I've kept, I've, I've kept a commitment to myself hmm. and people are like, how do I build confidence? I'm like, keep your word. Yeah. 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 Um, really do what point. you say you're going to do anyway. Hmm. So that's the first thing I do. I'm not in there too long, maybe, you know, three minutes or so, but it, but it's, it's good. And then it's, and it's coffee. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'll read some of the Bible. I got, you know, eight or 10 different books that I read, you know, a couple of pages on. Um, but then it's, you know, 20 minutes of, of time of, you know, imaging visual visualization. Um, you know, I, I, I go through, you know, Hey, what am I grateful for? You know, gratitude list. Mm. Um, I go through, um, you know, what's the vision for the future? So what do I, you know, what do I actually see? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause as you know, your life turns out based on the images in your mind and what you repetitively tell yourself. Those are the two forces that create your life, the images in your mind and then what you repetitively tell yourself. Yeah. So um, we could do a whole show on things I've seen that have actually happened. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the ability to image that, visualize that with emotion and feeling is is super powerful. Hmm. Um, so, you know, seeing that at a 60,000-foot level, I call it, and then, you know, reviewing my day mentally of, like, you know, expectation of, you know, 
how, how I need to serve people. What do I need to do to add value? What do I need to do to create value? So from the 60,000 foot level to the three foot level of, you know, what is my, um, you know, what is my day, you know, look like, um, is there anybody I need to forgive? So that's a big one. So a lot, and that's really like that visualization process. Like you said, you're telling yourself these things constantly, and it might not make sense to a lot of people just starting out, um, but it, it pays off. It absolutely will pay off, and I think people have to just keep doing it. And and you know, Tony Robbins, obviously a Tony Robbins fan, he has that the saying where he says, "I don't negotiate with my mind," um, which is that discipline of you know jumping up in the morning and getting into a plunge pool. Which I'd love to get one. That'd be awesome. But um, do do you have a meditation practice? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's, I mean, that that's part of kind of, I mean, I get in a meditative state, Hmm. and you know, I kind of run through. That's part of um, the process of thinking. You know, that's that's part of the process, and you know, sometimes I just, sometimes it's just meditation, it's just being alone. Yeah. Um, and and just you know, um, just allowing you know, intuition to come in, you know, Hey God, what do I need to know? Right. Yeah. Like, um, just letting that flow through. So, mm. um, Good you stuff. know, yeah. So I, so I get through that and then, um, and then, and then I wrap up with, uh, I mean, I got, I got a prayer list I, I run through that I've been doing for a number of years. Just, I think that's important that, um, and it's a, it's a big list, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, that reminds me to, you know, when you're going after your goals, it's so easy to think about yourself. The prayer list, obviously, I, I believe in prayer. I believe in the power of it. But it also gears me towards, you know, hey, dude, it's not about you. Um, get get focused on these other people, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it reminds me of, you know, what people need to do. And then the last thing I do, Lee, is um, uh, are you a John Asaraf fan? No, I've listened to him a bit, but not. No, I wouldn't say a huge fan, though. No. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got he's got some pretty uh, pretty tr- pretty tremendous stuff, um, things that he's done, and you know, one one of the things he teaches is obviously, you know, if you know, like so, like my goal right now is is to is to double our business, double our income, and I have a business plan of how to do that, but I also have on that plan you know, certain things that I must believe about myself in order to go to that next level that I don't necessarily believe about myself right now. Hmm. (laughs) So his analogy is, is, you know, if, if he, if he handed me a, if he paid me $10 million and handed me a, a Hollywood script, um, how quick would I memorize that whole thing? How well would I know it? Right. Hmm. Um, hey, here's ten million dollars. You need to know this script verbatim. You, I need to be able to call you in the middle of the night. Right. You got to know this thing. Well, there's a certain script that we must know in, in order to go to the next level. So the the power of you know stating your goal of what it is that you want to go after your number one goal. Most people don't know what their number one goal is. They have way too many goals. Yeah. Um, but your number one goal and then, you know, the reasons, the reasons why, um, let me, let me back that up. Um, 
things you must do in order to do that. And then things you must believe about yourself. It's just a one pager. Right. And, um, so reading that out loud in the mirror, um, using my opposite hand to go across the words, that's, that's another way of reprogramming yourself. Um, is really powerful. Hmm. Lucky. Very powerful. And what it ends up doing is things that I didn't necessarily want to do before. Um, yeah. I'm good with doing it. So I'm not fighting myself. I'm not forcing myself into, into action. It's becoming more congruent at a subconscious level. Yeah. Um, nice. and then, and then behind that is the top 10 reasons why I want to go to the next level. Yeah. So yeah. a top 10 reasons list is really powerful because, you know, one of my mentors said that he said the most difficult thing you're going to face in business, life, whatever, mm. is busting through your comfort zones. End of story. Yeah. And so you must have emotional drivers that are going to take you to the next level. So I got to read those top 10 reasons list. Otherwise my ego can come in and say, yeah, you know what? You're doing pretty good. You can just kind of cool it. And as we know, and as Tony Robbins talks about, um, there, there's no fulfillment in cooling your jets, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Growth, growth and service to others is the only place you're going to find true fulfillment. So, um, I gotta have those reasons at the top, at top of mind to uh, keep me moving. Yeah, powerful, powerful. Um, you know, morning routines, and and I, I think, as I've found, it's you just got to you know experiment and figure out what you know process works for you. And it sounds like that's what you've done. Now, Chris, how long ago was it when you when you decided to change things? When you had that that financial difficulty and asked your wife for for money? Yeah, that was uh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, so 2008, thirteen years ago. So long, long journey. Um, yep. and I guess that's, that's the joy of, of this is that, you know, I think we all get stuck in this short terminism. Um, but there's actual joy in, in having this long termism focus where you can have, you know, a long view approach to, to life and, and growth and, and, uh, service to others. I think there's a lot of reward and joy in that. Um, let's just talk about the book for a sec. So, um, couples money, what, what, Obviously, you going through that experience has helped uh, write this book, but what key lessons, um, other than the mindset piece, do you have um, when talking about couples and money? Yeah, I mean, the, um, you know, mindset's everything, but then you got to actually implement the plan. So, um, you know, I think the keys to um, parts of the book are, you know, the common common goal and the common vision. Hmm. And so, so just talk about it, schedule some meetings. Yeah. A weekly, a weekly meeting, you know, same time blocked off. Um, because you know, we, we were in a, we were in a mess and we had to set, you know, a number one goal. And the number one goal was, you know, we want to have a hundred thousand dollars saved, right. Which back then seemed like Mount Everest. Hmm. And, so we knew we had to save money because the only way you can get free of debt is if you have reserves so you never go into debt. So focusing on debt creates more debt, <laughs> and um, it never worked for me. So we obviously managed our debt, but we got super focused, and 
and created, you know, emotional drivers for saving money, Hmm. which was, you know, her stress. Uh, My kids were small. I wasn't able to see them because I didn't have the financial resources, you know, Um, just all sorts of things. I mean, Brian Tracy said, if you can't save money, the seeds of greatness aren't in you yet. You know, that was a, you know, a a punch in the gut. Um, But I had to create these emotional drivers. So, so whether it's that or whatever it is, having, you know, a common goal with you and your spouse is substantial Hmm. and, and knowing why you're doing it. And then having a weekly check-in on, on progress. Yeah. And then the ability to break that goal down into, um, uh, there's a book out there called 12 week year, which is the ability, which has been, one of my keys is the ability to take an annual goal and get focused on the quarter and get your strategies all focused in on what you need to accomplish this week to move forward. Yeah. Who wrote that book? 12 week. I think I interviewed that guy. I can't remember now. 12 week year is, um, um, I just lost it. Anyway, that's all right. Keep going. My, yeah, my, my coach basically ran that system before the book was even written. So I, I learned it, you know, I learned it from him. Um, but it was, you know, cause the problem is when you set a big goal, you get super overwhelmed by it. And so you gotta, you gotta break it down. And so we got focused on the quarter and then it was all about what we had to do that week to move it, to move it closer. So, you know, that stuff's just, I mean, it, it, it's really simple rolling off my tongue here, but, but, uh, you know, I got, 13 years of, uh, you know, 50 some quarters of, of, you know, goal sheets sitting in my office of like, Hey, this is what I said I was going to do. And then what did I actually do? And often, you know, really missed the mark, didn't Mm. hit the goal. Um, but I moved it and then increase the goal and then move it and increase the goal and then move it. But I, I missed the goals, you know, 90% plus, but I was moving and, and I kept moving the target further and further away. And it was, uh, you know, it was transformational. So, Mm. um, I've actually found it's Brian, uh, Moran. Yep. That's it. So guys, check it out. Uh, hiddenwire.com episode 730. Um, great, great conversation about the 12 week year. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, it works and, What the, the power of, of a weekly check-in, right? Because the way most people set goals, Lee, is, you know, they they, they check in uh, December 31st, right? <laughs> and then they set 30 goals and, you know, they get overwhelmed and then they have too much spacing between January 1st of this year to the end of, you know, December 31st. They mentally have too much time. There's no urgency that's created. And so a, a weekly check-in on your number one goal and doing a small course correction 52 times a year is, um, is extremely powerful. Mm. Yeah, I love it. What, um, yeah, that communication between, and I, I don't do it well enough, but it's interesting that uh, you're talking about it because it came up the other day when I was listening to a podcast and I thought that's essential. I mean, if you're not talking about things as a couple, um, how are you going to you know, manage that? So yeah, really important dialogue. Chris, what what is um where do, where do people find you online? Where where can people reach out to you and connect? 
Yeah. So our, um, so our website is, um, a couplesmoney.com. Yeah. Okay. So there's, uh, we'll there's a lot the, of, the link in the show notes for everyone. Yeah. So there's a lot of resources there. Um, uh, we'll, you know, they'll, they'll find me on, on Instagram. Um, but, uh, I got a, a website called, um, how money works, dot uh, mm-hmm. com, uh, forward slash Chris Felton. And, uh, and that's an awesome website um, because one of our our major missions is to uh, teach people how money works and what we call eradicate financial illiteracy in the United States, which yep. is prevalent everywhere. Mm. Um, but uh, they, they can scroll the, to the end of that website and um, uh, fire me an email, and I'll get a uh, I'll get a complimentary book in the mail. Yeah, to nice. them of. Uh, how money works, stop being a sucker, which my business partners wrote, uh, pre pandemic. And it was the number one selling financial book of all of 2020. Yeah. Well, we'll see. yeah. So those are, those are my, those are my business partners and my friends. And, uh, uh, it's, it's an easy read. You can get through in an hour and a half, two hours. They've done 150 media appearances. Wow. Um, to get on the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, yeah, Steve Siebold, S-I-E-B-O-L-D. He's one of my heroes. Uh, wrote a book called The 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class. Um, wrote a book called How Rich People Think. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty uh, he's pretty outstanding. What's his name? Stephen Siebold, S-I-E-B-O-L-D. Amazing uh-huh. stuff. That was one of my uh, how rich people think is one of my was one of my go tos when I was uh, shifting my uh, my thought processes. But yeah, yeah, yep. good stuff. Well, lots lots we, to connect with there. I'll, I'll stick the links in the show notes plus those couple of books that you've mentioned and yours, of course. Um, mate, any any final words of wisdom? Yeah, no, just um, you know, it's uh. <laughs> just just get clear on what you're going after, right? Just mm. hey, this is, you know, for those for those that are on here and they're like, you know what, I'd love financial freedom. And um it's it's not it's not for the money, it's for the feeling that you wanna have, right? My major emotional driver back in the day when we were really struggling was I just wanted to feel relief. Yeah. Man, relief is such a powerful driver. And and you know, what would need to happen in order for you to feel that way? And just having the clarity of where you're going after the, the, the one goal and just knowing that, you know, just kick ass with what's in front of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but have a, have a vision for the future and happiness in the now. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge. So what is your vision for your future? What are you going after? What does financial freedom look like for you? And then take the steps today, but but do it in a, uh, in, 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 a in a great way, a happy way, because there's there's no, you know, there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey, right? So uh, <laughs> be happy and uh, appreciative and grateful now, and uh, operate from that, and great things can happen for you. Wise words, Chris. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Guys, Chris Felton, check it out, thehiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. 
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwide.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon